0: You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast.
1: You know something that just made me smile as we were listening to the intro in our headphones? Mm, tell me. In case anyone was wondering who is listening to this We hear the intro in our headphones. We have headphones on so that we can hear things, you know, like when Zach needs to tell us to shut up or (laughs) move along or, you know, do whatever he has to tell us to do. But I was listening to that intro and hearing Fred Weedy, who was the voiceover, Mm -hmm. telling us that you're, you know, listening to the Horizon Church podcast. Yeah. Wondering how that goes for him when he's like... Oh, when he hears his own voice. Yeah, when he hears his own voice and like if he had forgotten, like he was listening to it, like if it was just, you know, like you press play, like, oh, I'm listening to the Horizon Church podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: you can can make like playlists. Yeah, and and what if it just... Yeah, you were like listening to other stuff and like, surprise, oh, that's my voice.
1: Yeah. That, that was just. That would a, be trippy, I think. That would be trippy, kind of like when I'm proof listening to these. Is that a, is that the right <laughs> term to say? I, it sounds I'm good. Proof to me. listening to it, and I hear my own voice. I'm like, why does anyone let me talk with <laughs> that is.
0: voice? Hearing your own voice is unsettling.
1: It is. Like, it, is. Does,
0: it is. Do I always sound like that? I feel like I don't always sound like this. I yeah. think this is. I think this is my comfortable inner room podcasting voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you ever wondered too? Because there is that difference, right? Mm, yeah. You have the difference between how your voice actually sounds out in the air, mm-hmm. you know, when it's actually, you know, doing the vibrations and whatever. But then you have your voice that you hear inside, yeah. you know, but like, you ever wonder how everyone else's voice sounds to them? I've never thought of that. I think about that way more often than I should.
0: <laughs> That's weird. Like, I
1: wonder how your voice sounds to you. In my own head. Yeah, in your own head. Wow. That really plagues me because I'll never, know. I'll never have that I knowledge. I feel like
0: we should have the technology to emulate that.
1: I bet we do. I bet we'll get off finishing from...
0: Because, like, I mean, seriously, all, you, all someone needs to do is have, like, a really good eared scientist. <laughs> eared scientist! <laughs> you know, like, they have to have an ear for this. And then they record their voice, and they can, like, if they they, they have to be like, also be a sound engineer. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and so they record their voice, and then continue to tweak the product until it sounds like it sounds like in their oh, head. Oh, yeah. And then, and then <sighs> if, you, if you do that a bunch, you can find out, like, the pattern, like, the formula for, like, you know, a Adjusting voices. And wow, then, um, and then we can all hear what we sound like in our own heads.
1: That would be an answer to many restless nights yeah, of just prayer. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite a gift to me. Speaking of weird. gifts, <laughs> yeah, you like those? You like uh, that? I you do. know? Yeah. yeah. Well, because Christmas is right around the corner. It's right around. I mean, we're we're in Advent. We're in the throes of it. We are. We're we in the are. thick of it. We as are. People in the say, thick of
0: it, "In the thick of something."
1: In the thick of something. We haven't had
0: a lot of snow yet, but when we have. No, we have not.
1: Which weirdly treacherous, by the way. Yeah, a
0: small dusting and everyone wrecked.
1: Yes, because (laughs) another side tangent, but as of this recording. We got snow yesterday, yeah, and I was not prepared for it. I did no. not know that was happening. Was so surprised. when I walked outside to let my dog out, I was shocked. I was like, "Oh my <laughs> word!" Like I was just not emotionally prepared, <laughs> right, for that. And oh boy, yeah. Not only were the roads, I guess state road, wasn't prepared either, because yeah. when I was out driving, none of the roads had really been touched, right. And oh yeah, there were people who they were woo, losing their minds. So that was not. A gift. That was that not, was not, a, not gift.
0: a gift. Opposite of a gift. Yeah, that
1: was unexpected. End. Unless you not would welcome. say it
0: was the gift of hardship, which is <laughs> not. I was not in. That was not on my Christmas the suffering list. Suffering
1: prepared me. <sighs> well, aside from those things, yeah, Christmas is coming. You know, whether or not there's been lots of snow, or whatever. It's it's the date on the calendar. It's happening. It's the thing. Yes, it And is. so you know what else that means. What. Time to complain about mass-market consumerism.
0: <laughs> Yippee! Oh, it's so fun.
1: Isn't that? Mm. Yeah, nothing gets you quite into the Christmas spirit like grumbling. Yeah,
0: truly truly a gift for our self-righteous streak. Because <laughs> we all got it sometimes.
1: <laughs> yes, yes we do. And all kidding aside, I thought that it might be helpful to do a brief theology of gift-giving in this episode in that spirit, you know? Because because right. I think when we do complain about consumerism, which I think all of us all of us probably have at some point and some of us probably still do to varying degrees, mm. right? I do think we're touching on a real issue. So I don't want to, you know, completely like, you know, oh, yeah. okay. make complete light of that. Because the reality is especially, you know, in a place like ours, people love stuff. We love stuff. We right? love Just things. Mm. Whatever they, those things may appliances, you know, furniture, gadgets, gizmos, <laughs> technology. You know what I mean? Like, we love stuff. cars, yes. whatever. And an inordinate love of things is always bad. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. That's always bad.
0: We can make idols of anything.
1: We can, yeah. Inordinate love is always bad. doesn't matter however good or lawful a thing may be mm. in and of itself. So, for example, you know, when I expect my stuff to be the foundational source of my joy, Uh-oh. I'm going to be in mm. trouble when my stuff breaks, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if I lose it, or when it's out of date, or when I don't have the kind of good stuff that my neighbor has, you know? Mm. So, like... In a word, when I love things, stuff, gifts, whatever it is, more than God, my neighbor, I am in trouble, Mm. right?
0: I don't even need that much help. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even have to go out of date or something. Like, if (laughs) if my three (laughs) megabit uploads... No, no, that's that's my download speed right now. Less than three. (laughs) 2.5. When that doesn't load a page fast enough, which is an ironic statement to use the word fast, man, I will get to a dark place
1: very quickly. <laughs> Why hast thou forsaken me? Yeah, I'm
0: like, I wouldn't speak to internet. a human the way I speak to this amorphous
1: <laughs> internet. Internet. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that a lot of Christians are trying to push back against a very sinful tendency when they groan about the consumerism that surrounds Christmas especially. Mm. You know what I mean? Or that can. And and I'm sure that you know, to be fair to all people, I myself have voiced such complaints over the years. Okay? I Even won't, I won't accept that. Yeah, look at me. I'm so holy and righteous. Okay?
0: <laughs> Haven't we all? Though?
1: Yes. But, I want to be careful to say that, like a lot of misused things, mm. the misuse of something does not negate the proper use of something. Okay? Yeah. And that especially applies to Gift. Very
0: true. Very true.
1: Yeah. So in other words, I sometimes get the sense from folks that because of the consumeristic corruption that surrounds the holidays, we should just do away with any material mm, giving. Like,
0: very cool. You know what I mean? That's,
1: yeah. <laughs> mm. Super enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to argue that at best, that approach would be a rather unhelpful, quote unquote, monastic approach to gift giving. Mm. And at worst, it would be a subtly Gnostic way of taking huh. the world. You know what I mean? So like dividing the world into like, all oh, the material's bad. And yeah. like there's this spiritual thing that's good. So rather than saying no to gifts because of consumerism, I think we should ask why gifts in the first place?
0: Mm. I, yeah. I'll say I do love the idea that somewhere monks are wearing T-shirts or perhaps robes that say, <laughs> just say no to gifts. <laughs> <That> could...
1: <laughs> like you go to your local monastery with a gift basket. And you're like, oh, we just wanted to bless you. Just brothers you the yeah like don't tempt me <laughs> this is the hour of my trial <laughs> so let's note a few things biblically here first off let's note that god's sending christ to give us his righteousness is described very liberally in scripture as a gift. Yeah, exactly. exact term that's used.
0: Yeah. It's like the core of our own salvation is a cosmic gift. Yes. It's pretty central. It is
1: very central. It is something that is given freely out of God's generous, boundless, lavish love for his people. So you got like Paul using various words that we translate as gift mm. five times in Romans 5, 15 through 17 alone. It's
0: only two verses, man.
1: Yeah. I know. Like when he's describing what Christ has done for us, wow. right? Like, I mean, that's like, you're going to detect a theme there. like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the theme is gift, and gift is good. <laughs> Paul uses gift terminology again when he says that God lavished the riches of his grace upon us mm. in Ephesians one eight. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty, you know, lavish is the kind of word you would use to say, like, oh, like, he is not stingy, like, he is just giving generously, profusely. Right. And, of course, I mean, like, God gives us, again, the term used, the gift of his Holy Spirit. Yeah. So this kind of conceptual language is is just brimming off the pages of the New Testament. So, yeah. like, the concept of gift, a gift itself is obviously not bad. Right, yeah. That's very liberally used in the New Testament. So there's no doubt that all of God's goodness toward us is described in terms of a gift. Now, here is where I think we can potentially start running into problems that can spill over into our gift giving. And I think this is where the trickiness comes in and where we could accidentally start talking past each other if we're trying to have a conversation like this. Okay. Okay, so the question is, do we take God's lavish gifts of grace toward us to primarily indicate... One, our worth, okay? Like, as in, do we take ourselves to sort of be the quote-unquote center of the universe and entitled to all we want because God has given us so much? Like, do we take God's gifts to us- as indicative of you like
0: a deserved reward
1: yeah like i did this all because you are so great are so great, so great. right like because you can get that message if you're not careful right mm. so do we take god's lavish gifts of grace to primarily indicate that or do we take it to primarily indicate like the kindness goodness and love of god mm-hmm. in and of himself mm-hmm. like his generosity toward us even though we weren't worthy yeah. of such a gift okay because that is going to fundamentally change how you view the world, how you view God, how you view yourself and how you take like, not only the gift he's given in Christ, but the concept of like gifts in oh, yeah. general. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, before we proceed, I do want to be very clear, okay? Before anyone like starts throwing up any red flags, <laughs> all human beings are valuable and have worth because they're made in God's image. I think we've labored to make that point clear almost ceaselessly at Horizons Church. Like that shows up a lot, and it's important, and that's why, right? Our value is rooted in God, mm-hmm. and we do have value. Every human being does. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, okay, so when we're thinking about our posture where gift giving is concerned i think like when it comes to a birthday it's basically 100 look how great you are mm-hmm. just it's all for me it's all about me <laughs> all i did was get bored <laughs> and i didn't even have to work at that but with christmas it's like i do think maybe it could be like the light version of mm-hmm. that in a sense at least when we're young sure it feels very much like all for me <laughs> yeah what is like your mindset on the receiving end i have difficulty kind of like thinking about this specifically. Mm -hmm. I I think at its best, I feel warm hearted that, you know, that someone is expressing love in a way that shows they understand. But I, I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So I think that's actually getting to the point. Of this whole discussion is that when we are recipients of gifts from, say, you know, family, friends at a time like Christmas, we could even lump our birthdays in there if we're going to take a theological tack. That, for me, if I'm like thinking about it consciously, Mm. and I think that's part of the problem is we don't think about it consciously. And we probably ought to cultivate that so that it becomes unconscious. Okay, but I am thinking at my best moments, that is a demonstration of their love to me. And you can go two ways. Like, you can either make it about like, oh, this is all about me and I should get whatever I want because I deserve it, <laughs> right? Which is all like, that's pig-headed. Yeah. And people will probably be like, what's your issue, dude? Like, if you actually vocalized that, mm. okay? Yeah, for real. Like, if you if you acted that out, people would be like, what the heck? I think the more subtle thing that I think Christians are especially prone to is like, oh, I don't need any gifts. Like, I'm fine, you know? Like, don't worry about me. Like, well, you're denying actually someone yeah. else the pleasure of expressing their love for you by giving you a gift. Yeah. Like, there's something you to think that the comes out of
0: like a place of pride, maybe.
1: I think it is warm pride. I do. Yeah. I think it's a like false humility. Yeah, that doesn't want to receive gifts. And so this is kind of off on a tangent, but you think about Jesus. So he said, "I, I came out to be served, but to serve." Right. Yes. But he said that, and that was like the primary like truth. He came to you know serve us by dying for us, living the life that we couldn't live. But you also think about how often he was like practically helped and served and was willing to receive that. Yeah. The Lord of life was like, oh hey, like. Lazarus like I'm coming over like Lazarus served him a meal at his house. He hosted him at his house He received that and he wasn't like oh don't worry about me, Lazarus. I don't need that. I'm fine. Like he just it, uh, received yeah. it without, you know, any fanfare about mm-hmm. it. And I think that's the true posture of humility.
0: And you have like, um, like the apostles reacting to like the perfume. Yeah.
1: Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, don't do that. And Jesus had no qualms with it. He was like, Yeah, this is a beautiful thing that has done make a to deal
0: me at all. Yeah. Until a response was required right. to actually defend her.
1: Yes, exactly. So I think saying all that helps us understand. Our value is not the end-all, be-all of the universe. So like, here's the bigger theological point, okay? Like, that's not the end-all, be-all. Like, we do have it, okay? Mm. But the end-all, be-all of the universe is God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, in you know, Paul would say, in Christ, all things hold together. You know, he is the one for whom we were made. So, let's bring this back to Christmas then. If we take a God's giving of his son as primarily because of how wonderful we are. Like, he sent Jesus because he's like, oh, those people are just so, like, I just got to do this for them because they're the greatest. <laughs> You know what I mean? (laughs) What a track
0: record of proving that, right? Yeah,
1: right? Like, we will likely become entitled and think the world revolves around us and so forth. Like, we will just think that, Mm. right? And that is a problem that could, you know, contribute to consumerism. But notice, here's the thing. That didn't stop God from giving us the most lavish and unbelievable gift in all the world. Like he wasn't heaven thinking like, well, I don't know. Like those people might misinterpret oh, my giving point. of my son. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. He still did it. He gave himself like the greatest, most unimaginable gift of all is the gift of himself in the person of his son, along with all things together in him. Right. That's first Corinthians three. Like all things are yours. Paul, Apollos, creation, like, like all these things are yours in him. So like the fact that we might misinterpret that, which of course we're humans, like Wait, We are tempted to do that. Like, that did not stop him from doing it. Yeah. And so, again, if you're wondering how all this applies to gift-giving at Christmas, I shall now make the point, as the theologians would say, thusly... (laughs) If you're not paying attention, you can certainly give gifts in such a way to like make your children or friends feel entitled. Like mm. you could you could do that. In fact, I think there's a sense in which we talk about like spoiling people, right? Like, are yeah. oh, you spoiled them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, like, if you're very lavish and able to give everyone all that they ask for, I think that's what we'll default to. Like we'll yeah. think like, oh, like I just get what I want. because I you're right. Yeah. That's just the way it works. However, okay. And this is where I think it sounds kind of, I think it could sound cheesy, but I do think it's really important. If you give gifts, Gifts intentionally thinking that this is a way of reflecting the lavish grace and love of God. And you make a point of somehow communicating that. Because I do think it has to be communicated. You can really change the whole dynamic of gift giving. And, and you think about that principle applies to the Gospels and Scripture. Like God intervenes and gives all these gifts, right? Like go all the way back. Like the Exodus, mm. he intervenes to give the gift of redemption. Like he delivers him out of slavery. At Christmas, he gives the gift of his son. But he has to explain those gifts. Like it, wouldn't it be weird if he just like all the plagues had come in Exodus as an example. He Like all the people were let out, but like they had no understanding of why. Yeah. Like he had to explain that gift of redemption. And that's like what the story of Exodus is, right? He's explaining it. I think the same principle applies. And um, like the epistles, right? Like Paul's letters. Those are all explanations of what happened in the gospels. Like the implications of the great gift gift yeah. of sending Jesus. And so I think if we cultivate that, and I think that's it, it's like, you can't just do that at Christmas as part of what I'm after driving at. No, like if it's point. just what you do at Christmas, like it's going to go into one ear at the other. Mm. But if you're maintaining a posture that says, God is the great end all be all of the universe. Like he is the center of your life and he is the one in general in in whom all things hold together. And you acknowledge that when it comes to Christmas and giving gifts, that allows you, I think, to be as generous as you can be. You don't have to feel stingy about the gifts because God wasn't stingy. I mean, like, he gave the best gift he had, like, beyond our ability to comprehend. And I think that's something, you know, I had a couple of friends that are like, I just don't know about, like, giving my children a bunch of gifts because it'll, again, like, it is name even like, I'll spoil yeah, them. We've like we've
0: all seen those videos. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean? But like, well, if you're raising them, as Paul would say, in the instruction and admonition of the Lord, you can make that an opportunity to say, hey, your father in heaven isn't stingy. Like, don't get that impression. Jesus would say, Like, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, like, you know, if they ask you for bread, you're not going to give them a stone. How (laughs) much more does your father in heaven know how to give good gifts to his children when they ask? That can become a moment to, like, raise them up in that. And again, okay, they may not understand that fully at first. But, like, over the years, you can really, I think, do that in such a way that it really does bring the focus back, not in a cheesy way, but, like, in a really true and centered way to the lavishness of god.
0: So, I think you know, I think that actually clarifies a question I had, you know, simmering in the back of my mind. Like yeah. how, how do you communicate that or how does that mm-hmm. become a thing? But is it something that that is only a part of the experience when you're in a position of leadership to the recipient? Or, you know, what does that look like when it's amongst friends or when it's to a parent or a relative that is like older than you? How would you communicate yeah. something? It's not like oh, I'm going to spoil, <laughs> spoil this Right, but, right. You know, how, how do you, yeah. in a concrete way? Like what is that and I think like.
1: part of what you're touching on there is part of the reason why sometimes we're so hesitant about gifts. Yeah. Because there's a sense in which I think we feel like a gift puts us in someone's debt.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. So like,
1: uh, you talk like, how do you do it when you're not a leader? Like, well, you're taking a step in which you're saying, I'm giving you something that you don't have that I do. And I'm in a position to give that to you. And it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. Like, we take that in a sense of, oh, well, that puts you above me somehow and so like we're like oh like we don't want anything to do with that right you know what i mean yeah it does and so I think get that's weird why dynamic yeah and i think that's why some people are hesitant about it in general and i think that can actually again to twist it around further reinforce the point right like when you're saying like oh hey i'm in a position to give this to you and i'm going to and i want to mm. out of my sheer, you know, good pleasure because the other side of gift giving is like Solomon talks about bribes, right? Like that's the other <laughs> side of it is like, if you're bribing someone, like right. the intent is wrong, right. but in giving a gift, you're doing something out of love and out of a desire to bless someone and desire um, to do good. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. Off with.
1: Yeah. And I do think sometimes, you know, like I don't think most adults, yeah. you know, depending on how they're raised, I don't think they have that problem, but you know, like my children, like that's something that we're going to have to like hmm. nurture in them over the the years. And again, not just at Christmas, but all throughout. You know, like the birthday parties, various gift-giving opportunities, yeah. and just throughout life, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? So, mm. not to get, you know, too off track here with the time we have left, but like, my parents and my grandparents were always very lavish. Me too. With their gifts towards me. Mm-hmm. Like, I... They,
0: your your parents and grandparents were also, <laughs> yes, are also... They right. also gave me gifts. No. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no. To Ethan as well. <laughs> no, my right?
0: parents were the same way, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, I look back on that, and I, I truly... I think they did a very good job in doing that in such a way, I never felt entitled to things. And to this day, I, I don't feel like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I should have everything I want. Yeah. And I will convey as much pleasure or try to in receiving the gift as hopefully they have in giving it. Because I think that's the other thing is, like, I love watching. I know. Like, if I get a really good gift for someone, yeah. I want them to take pleasure in it, right? Like, it's really, I know, again, it's this false humility. Like, we're like, oh, like, you shouldn't have. Like, <laughs> okay, I get it. Like, like, what's that even
0: mean? Like, what's the I point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing we say. It's
1: really, I think, way more thrilling to be like excited to give the gift and then when someone receives it to like watch them be happy in it. Yeah. Uh, because that's what we should be doing with God's gifts to us, right? Like, there should be that's part of actually what God's problem um, with Israel in Deuteronomy is he's like, You all like y'all grumble about your gifts. Like you got to stop that. Like you know what I mean. (laughs) And so anyway, yeah, I think like Christmas is a perfect time to do this stuff and um, to really kind of get this issue settled. Mm. And obviously, we helped you do that in a quick podcast episode. (laughs) So
0: I'll say if you ever want an example of maybe the most pure receipt of a gift, is that how you say that? How do I say that? Receipt is fine. I think yeah. Receiving of gift. (laughs) If you want to see gift given nicely. (laughs) Um, look up. I'm sure it's on YouTube a thousand times over. It's like an old VHS home video Um. of this little kid getting a PlayStation for the first time at Christmas. Mm. I kid you not, it makes me well up. It is the most pure joy I've ever seen in my life. And the kid becomes overwhelmed by this. I'm like, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) I also can't get a PlayStation 5.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's, it's been trying for like a year.
0: Anyway, it's very cute. And it's, yeah. it's, um, it will warm your heart.
1: Yes. Well, we can end on that heartwarming note and say, thanks as always for listening. You're, you're listening is a gift to us wherever you are. <laughs> and if you have any questions on this or any other topic, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. Or you can interact with us on social media. And if this was a gift to you, you can give us the further gift of a... An honest five-star review in the oh, podcast thing. That's awesome. I love yeah. it.
0: I will, be, I will receive it with great
1: thanks. We will. No false humility here. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.